morning, everyone. I'm Nairi, your host, and welcome to the Avanti Woman podcast, where we empower, connect, and build women to move forward, feel confident, and thrive in healthcare, finance, entrepreneurship, and philanthropy. Our topic today is women and Medicare. Why should all women, regardless of age, understand the basics of Medicare? And why is Medicare important for women? We will be having this discussion today, and I'm excited to introduce my friends, two phenomenal women, Hannah Eicher and Ingrid Van Eckert. Hannah, so excited to be doing this episode with you. So why don't you introduce yourself a bit and uh, talk a bit about your bank background in healthcare and the perspective you'll be bringing to this discussion. So I am Hannah Eicher. I've been in healthcare for my gosh, 35 years, over 35 years. Um, I've worked for many large health plans. I worked for a um, large medical group and currently I work for one of the largest uh, Medicare brokers um, nationwide, probably the largest one. <coughs> and um, Medicare to me um, was a field that I did not enter until, until probably 10 years ago in my career. I was always part of uh, large group commercial benefits. Um, so I heard about Medicare, but it, it meant very little to me until my parents started to get older. And uh, then um, I saw them choose their Medicare benefits very poorly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then as I entered uh, Medicare through uh, the medical group that I worked for, I started to comprehend how very important Medicare benefits were and uh, how complicated the Medicare field was. Mm -hmm. and uh, how many resources were out there to help people, um, how to simplify it and make it easy for them, but that people had no idea how to tap into, their, their, uh, uh, into those resources. And also uh, how much of it depended on women to do it right, because women are always caregivers and uh, benefit um, decision makers in the family. So when Nairi approached me, about this podcast. I was so excited. And I'm so looking forward to talking to you guys. Today. Same here. Can't wait to, to hear your wealth of knowledge about this, Hana. Ingrid, whom I love to call a force of nature. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Um, Ingrid brings the perspective from a Medicare consumer point of view. Ingrid, tell us a bit about yourself. You have so much going on in your life. And uh, why is Medicare an important topic of discussion for you? Well, um, Medicare is very important because I'm on Medicare and my husband is on Medicare. And although I'm, you know, very healthy, uh, it does happen that suddenly you find yourself in the emergency room at 2.30 in the morning. Um, my husband uh, has had a kidney transplant 18 years ago. And so... Um, his needs uh, in terms of prescription drugs uh, are very, very uh, complicated. And mm -hmm. uh, switching from a PPO, uh, a commercial PPO to Medicare certainly um, was a, a, a bit of a scary uh, undertaking at first until I met Neri. <laughs> 
she made it all easy. I had no clue, although I worked in the uh, healthcare industry for, for uh, Blue Cross and Blue Shield for 25 years. Uh, it was only uh, on the commercial plants. Right. How different the commercial uh, world is from the Medicare world, right? Yes. Absolutely. Very, very different. And we so should mention that, uh, broker. that Ingrid and I worked together. Ah, <laughs> so yes, we did. that goes That's to tell you, different. you know, we knew a lot. Yes. And yet yeah. we knew nothing. Nothing about yes. Medicare. Yes. Well, fabulous. All right, great ladies. Let's then get started with what's really happening in the healthcare industry today. Interestingly, as we see seismic changes as are rocking healthcare globally these days, they're moving from the industry from a business to business model toward a business to consumer model. So let's give some examples. Um, low adherence to prescriptions demonstrates a wealth of missed opportunities in patient treatment. We have public policy shifts in many markets that's encouraging doctors and insurance providers to focus on patient's outcome as never before. We have uh, major technological advances that have handed patients practically a megaphone while big data has handed professionals unprecedented consumer insight. So this drive to a consumer-centric model, however, is confronting countervailing forces. We have a $6.5 trillion market that's resisting change. Low consumer trust in the healthcare industry is preventing loyalty. And basically, ladies, the industry can't build trust with consumers until it truly understands who are the decision makers regarding healthcare in the home, right? So let's talk a bit about numbers. Um, who are those decision makers? According to a very large longitudinal study and data from US Department of Health and Human Services and the 2020 report from talentinnovation.org, which is a nonprofit global think tank, these consumers showed to be overwhelming, overwhelmingly female. The researchers demonstrated that regardless of their marital status and whether they had children or not, 94% of women make healthcare decisions for themselves and 59% make decisions for others. The authors, in fact, named these decision makers, CMOs, chief medical officers of the family. So that's us ladies, CMOs. Yeah. We comprise the industry's core consumer segment. We are the ones who set the health and wellness agenda for ourselves and others. We are the ones who choose treatment regimens. We hire and fire doctors, pharmacists, and insurance providers. So yes, ladies, we are it. We are the CMOs, but um, there was also a problem. And the problem that these researchers observed was that 58% of the CMOs lack confidence in their decision-making because women lack knowledge. So, you know, we're bombarded with information, but we don't really know what to believe or trust. And in respect to our discussion about Medicare today, they showed that 78% do not fully trust their insurance provider. So what's the solution? I mean, if, if I had a big you know, uh, 
silver ball and I could really come up with a solution, I think I'd be in very high demand and a very, very, very rich woman, but we don't. Mm -hmm. So um, I think what we need to understand is we need to understand CMOs, the chief medical officers in the household. We need to understand women and gear our message to them because at the end of the day, overall 80% of women are the healthcare decision makers within the home. And, you know, women have to understand the basics of Medicare. They have to understand timelines for enrollment to avoid penalties and how to find the right resources in order to help our family members, mothers, fathers, uncles, grandmothers, aunts, and ourselves, of course. Right? Right. So, um, so Hannah, what, what do you think? You know, um, I think that everyone tries to do a really good job providing very comprehensive messaging um, around Medicare. Um, I just got um, a huge booklet (laughs) um, giving me from Medicare.gov, you know, from Medicare, from CMS, um, um, telling me everything I want to know about Medicare. And that booklet goes out every year to everyone who is a Medicare recipient. Not that I am one. Um, I just take care of my mom and my Mm -hmm. disabled sister who is on Medicare, who is younger than I am. So will I ever read that booklet or, you know, no, of course not, because (laughs) it puts you to sleep. And uh, quite frankly, you cannot comprehend it. And it assumes that I speak English, right? Um, Which I do, luckily. But um, how many people, especially in like Southern California, LA, um, who are retiree age, Mm -hmm. uh, are comfortable enough uh, with English um, that they would read it in English cover to cover. I mean, look at the three of us. Yeah, know, we exactly. Are total, total representation of Southern California. Not one of us has English as their mother language. Right. So, and, and think of our parents, right? Would they That's, read that book? No, they can. And so, no. so, you know, I think education has to be on a very lay and uh, informal level, level, you know, right. so that so, so that they can comprehend. So, you so know, this actually, is how it plays out, Nairi, yeah? in my experience, you know, people choose Medicare very poorly. Let, let me tell you how my dad chose Medicare. Did he come to me? The, the you know, healthcare executive of many years? Of course not, right? My dad <laughs> went to his best friend, a mm-hmm. car mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> And said, what do you have? And his best friend said, oh, I have Kaiser, right? Mm -hmm. So what did my dad choose? (laughs) But this is the difference. His best friend was healthy, like Ingrid. There was nothing wrong with him. Mm -hmm. My dad had such a rare bleeding disorder that that disease is called orphan disease. Because like one in 300,000 people, you know, have it like doctors don't know what to do with people like my dad. So as long as people choose Medicare benefits by asking their car mechanic, (laughs) what do you have? We will always have an issue, right? So well said, Hannah. I think that what needs to happen is that we really simplify the things to know about Medicare, which Mm -hmm. is you need to comprehend that there are, first of all, many, many health plans on the market 
and you need to do, you need to have someone help you do a benefit comparison so that you really end up with a health plan that is best to choose, best to suit what is medically wrong with you and covers your prescriptions, right? Very you need good. to understand that those benefits change every year. You need to do that benefit comparison every year, right? And you need to have someone who spends the the whole year (laughs) training and getting licensed and certified and recertified, help you with that. And there are people like you, Nairi, you know, brokers who Mm -hmm. do that. Do not do it directly with the health plan, because if Aetna comes knocking on your door, what is Aetna going to sell you? Aetna, right? But is Aetna the best plan for you or United or Anthem, how would you know if there is no comparison done for you to determine that, right? So I think that people do not comprehend that. And the other thing that they don't comprehend, and this I know from now, but I never knew when I was working for commercial health plans is people are very confused about Um, social security benefit eligibility and Medicare eligibility. So they keep working past 65 and they keep paying for their commercial plan benefits, right? So they keep paying thousands of dollars a year for to stay covered Mm -hmm. when they could Mm -hmm. be on a a Medicare plan free with their whole, with their spouse and get, quite frankly, much richer benefits, right? And exactly. no impact on their social security eligibility at all. But they do not comprehend it, that. The HR people don't comprehend that. They are not helpful at all. And also what people don't understand is that many commercial benefits do not have sufficient coverage on the Rx benefits. And so mm-hmm. if they do not sign up for Medicare, when they are 65, they start incurring um, uh, the Rx penalty. And That's... by the time they retire at 67, 68, now they have incurred hundreds of dollars per month mm-hmm. of Rx penalty and everything that they have ended up working extra for, the extra social security benefits that they have worked for, uh, get eaten up by this Rx penalty. They're paying penalty. In, into penalty. Yeah, because yes. it's lifelong. Exactly. And imagine most of them are on a fixed income at that time, right? And they are on fixed income. And and I think, yes, Hannah, I think the misconception is, you know, I'm over 65 and I'm still working, so um, I can't go to Medicare. No, like you said, that is not true. Once you're 65, first of all, if you're working and your employer has less than 20 employees, you have to go to Medicare because that, that coverage is considered is not considered uh, to be um, actually um, a valid. Exactly. And if you are with an employer that has more than 20 employees and they're giving you, you know, the coverage you need, actually, you need to do your due diligence and you do you need to do a cost analysis. What if you're going to be saving so much more money going to Medicare, which in a lot of cases, you know, that is the case. So exactly. I think I think having the knowledge, the education is key. But let's quickly talk about really what is Medicare so people understand. What is Medicare and what is the importance of Medicare for women? Um, Medicare is a federal health insurance program that funds basic health care services for over 
62.6 million individuals. This is actually the current numbers. Um, 62.6 million individuals over 65 and some who are on certain disabilities. And this number is increasing by 11,000 baby boomers per day who are actually turning 65 wow. and getting into the yeah Medicare ranks. And this is actually the trend until 2030. Every single day, 11,000 baby boomers are turning 65 until 2030. So without Medicare, these millions of individuals would have difficulty accessing or paying for hospital care, physician visits, diagnostic tests, right? Preventative services and prescription drugs. Now, how about for women? Did you guys know that uh, the majority of individuals, more than half of these beneficiaries are women? And so the program, therefore, is critically important to preserving the health and well-being of our mothers and our grandmothers. And even more so, after 80 years of age, over 80, women comprise 72% of the Medicare beneficiaries. So statistically wow. speaking, we know that we outlive men by seven years, right? So as we're getting older, um, we are the ones that are suffering more from illnesses such as arthritis, hypertension, osteoporosis, and the utilization rates for Medicare are significantly higher for women over 80. So that goes more to say, ladies, we all, no matter how age, how old, we have to understand Medicare. We have to understand these details Hannah is talking about, Ingrid is talking about, so that we can help our family members. So let me ask you a question, Hannah. You talked about um, you know, what you wished that women knew more. You talked about the Rx penalty, right? And you talked about the benefit changes every year with Medicare. So. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, we are in that period right now during that benefit change. So every year from October 15 to December 7th, right, the annual enrollment period is the time where Medicare plans change their benefits. So ladies, do you want to comment on how important it is for people to do their annual review and maybe resources that we can seek out to? Well, I have to say, I leave it up to a certain person named Nairi to do that. <laughs> Nairi, that's me. The finger. <laughs> so, you know, you brought up a very good point, Ingrid, and that's actually uh, in reference to resources. Who are the people that, you know, um, Medicare beneficiaries or these young women helping their parents can reach out to to um, to get the help they need, the help that is actually um, non-biased and you know based on integrity and knowledge. So, yes, Ingrid, I help you. I am your <laughs> Medicare insurance Thank broker. You. <laughs> You're welcome. And so, you know, I think it's very important to understand between the difference between brokers and um, and uh, healthcare representatives, health repre insurance representatives. The difference is that you wanna be um, cognizant that you're working with someone who is independently contracted, uh, cer certified with most major Medicare plans and that they can educate you about every different option that you have on the market. Because at the end of the day, 
one size does not fit everyone in Medicare, right? So we true. all have different needs. In your case, Ingrid, yeah. your yeah. situation was so easy. And yet for your husband, it was a very yeah, arduous. Very yeah. yeah, we had to really do a lot of research yeah. to make sure that his prescription drug plans yeah. were the right one. Um, so that's one, understanding the difference between these two. And then um, also, Hannah, maybe you want to talk a little bit about um, uh, about the disability component that's very dear to your heart. Yes. A lot of people, yes. right, don't understand that yes. you can get Medicare if you're disabled and you don't necessarily need to be over 65. So um, let's just go back to uh, making those Medicare decisions because, you know, um, yes, we are in open enrollment and I'm watching TV, I'm just watching the news and you see so many commercials just pounding on people to call this number, call this number, you know, Joe Nemeth. <laughs> and I just feel like it is so irresponsible in my opinion, to drive people to a service that um, I am sure does not give them an option, does not give them the service that you provide, Nairi. Mm -hmm. but, um, it really um, takes them through a, a solid benefit review of not only everything that is available on the market that they live in, but really helps them choose you know, someone comprehends what is going on with them and what is it that they truly need based on their economic situation, their medical situation, uh, who are their doctors, um, try to keep them with the same doctors as much as, as much as possible, and then be there for them in, during the year with whatever service issues arise. So uh, I think it's just... Um, you know, and I think Medicare is now going to do something with that kind of advertising based yeah. on what I'm hearing. But um, I think that's just very irresponsible to uh, uh, to the senior. It's a disservice to the senior population. What's, I agree. What's I think I think it's right very now. misleading, and people are very confused. And yes. so, you know, I uh, let's talk a little bit about but, you know. But forgive me, and you asked me about the disability. Yes. The other thing I really did never understood is that um, when you become completely disabled, so my younger sister had a massive stroke, 46 years old, mm -hmm. and overnight, you know, I mean, completely disabled. Um, and thank God she was working full time. She had uh, full disability through her employer, and I was able to put her on COBRA. Mm -hmm. But it took two years of full disability. Mm -hmm. total disability for her to become eligible for Medicare and, and finally not have to pay, you know, $900 of COBRA premium for every month, every month, yes. every month, every, so month. Wow. every month. And then uh, she is now on a good Medicare plan and uh, is able to, um, uh, there is no premium attached to it. So it just be aware that um, it takes a long time if, God forbid, someone becomes fully disabled for them to become eligible for Medicare. Right. Mm -hmm. And and let's let's clarify something for our audience. Why is it that, you know, they need to enroll in Medicare plans? That's because original Medicare only covers 80 percent, right, of their health care services. 
And on the twenty percent that is not covered, there is no limit. Exactly, there is no limit. Twenty percent out of pocket, and wow. it, it doesn't cover prescription drug plans, which there, yeah. you know, you you are actually supposed to have legally. You're supposed to be on a prescription drug plan. Otherwise, like you stated before, you will get a penalty that okay. will follow you for the rest of your life every single month. So this is why it's very important to understand what options you have. Um, one of the questions is, what do you see people on Medicare struggle with most often? Who wants to comment on this, Hannah, Ingrid? All of it. Are you kidding? <laughs> I, I think they struggle with, um, you know, it, it is they age, of course. It it a lot of it depends on how much. Um, support they have around them. Mm -hmm. So I see seniors who have good family support who are who are not isolated. Isolation, um, exactly. They, they, they do well, right? The more isolated they are, um, then as they age, it, it gets harder for them because they have a hard time transporting, they have a hard time it becomes difficult for them to live by themselves. Mm -hmm. um, so they have to, you know, give up their home. They, it's it, it just, they deteriorate. Mm -hmm. um, I have um, worked with a lot of seniors who are in depression and do not even know that they are depressed, especially men, especially mm -hmm. men, because they end up, you know, alone, their wife has died their friends have all passed and they find themselves, you know, sitting at home, screaming at the TV. And the only place that they go to is their doctor's office and maybe yeah. to pick up their prescriptions and, and uh, groceries because, you know, they are too feeble and, uh, and, and quite de depressed. And, uh, you know, you ask them, well, why don't you go to like a community center or a senior center so that, you are hanging out with people. It's just something, something. I don't want to be with those old people. Right, right. So the self-perception is I'm yeah. old, right? Mm. I don't want to be with those old geezers because I'm not one of them. And um, it, it's a real struggle getting old. Old age is very dark, very, very dark. So another thing, Hannah, you and I were talking, you mentioned that another struggle that uh, Medicare beneficiaries struggle with most often is dental and vision benefits, right? Yes. And, and you and said transportation. transportation. Yeah, why don't you? So um, we know that dental, if without dental, uh, people get malnourished because they cannot chew and process food. So then it, that leads to a ton of health issues. And without hearing aids, you know, if you don't hear well, um, it, it can lead to dementia, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. you stop processing information. And um, um, wow. so there is a lot of um, side effects to not being able to, you know, have dental care, hearing aids, vision care, of course. Um, and there are health plans on the market um, that are that provide phenomenal medical benefits, RX benefits, plus of course transportation, medical vision, um, everything in one big package um, that are at zero premium. Um, the trade-off is that you are 
part of a network of designated physicians, you know, primary care physicians, specialists, and hospitals. Uh, but they make it very easy for you to access. I'm so glad you brought that up, Hannah. So those are the Medicare Advantage plans. And I wanted to share just a little bit of statistic that came out in 2021. So according to new data from 2021, over the last decade, the role of Medicare Advantage, which is the private plan alternative to traditional Medicare, it has grown. And in 2021, more than 26 million people are enrolled in Medicare Advantage prescription drug plans accounting for 42% of the total Medicare population. So we're seeing an exceptional exponential growth in, uh, since 2010 in Medicare Advantage uh, plan enrollment. And so why is this? And I think this is because of what you are mentioning, you know, you're getting these packages. Once you enroll in traditional Medicare, you need to do something. So Medicare Advantage plans are helping you pay for the 20%. They're adding vision dental, transportation, over-the-counter benefits. A lot of them are adding um, gym membership, you know, brain IQ interventional games to actually defer, you know, uh, uh, dementia or whatnot. Yes, I think these are marvelous plans and something where the federal government is putting a lot of money in because they focus on prevention. I agree. And I think they work a lot in, uh, they work best in um, probably large urban areas, you know, Mm -hmm. where you do have um, uh, um, good condensed networks, uh, a lot of choices of providers to, uh, to um, choose from, certainly, you know, in Southern California, in California, um, they work very well. Uh, I bet you in big cities like Chicago, yes. uh, you know, New York, yeah. uh, this, this works, this is a concept that, that will take off and, and, and it should, because it has high density <clears throat> of population, but um, it's something that um, I think we need to figure out across the country because um, this is something that can benefit seniors, hugely benefit seniors yeah. uh, everywhere. And, you know, the beauty about that, the Medicare Advantage plans is that you have your primary care doctor that's really managing your care. Whereas, whereas Ingrid, the the plan that you and your husband have, you know, you need to be on top of your game. You need to manage your own care because that's not being done by your doctor, but you have the freedom to choose where to go. Um, So, yeah, we have one advantage. Uh, We have uh, UCLA Health. And uh, they sort of function a little bit like a Kaiser where they coordinate with your doctors and you have a portal that you access. And uh, so uh, the hospital is only 10 blocks from here. And so we feel we're in good hands, but you certainly have to keep track and have to, you know, have to follow up and, you know, but they, they, they do a pretty darn good job. UCLA House. Yeah, and, no problem. I think, again, this is where a good broker can really oh, make a big difference yes. Yes. in making sure that whatever plan you are on fits your medical needs. Because Absolutely. John's, yeah. your husband's Ingrid, yeah. situation yeah. is so complicated. Oh, yeah. Medical history yeah. is such that to pull him away from his established physicians right. would destabilize his case. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so you know, that's something that yeah. a good broker will always keep in mind. And, yes. and 
they will make sure that you end up on a health plan that yeah. really fits your needs. Thank you, now, Mary. You're welcome, Ingrid. And, you know, very well said, Hannah, you know, mm -hmm. when when ladies or gentlemen, when you get the calls, you know, solicitors on the phone trying to sell you a Medicare plan it doesn't work that way. They need no. to understand your needs. You don't yeah. just, you know, you're not you're not selling chocolate. Yeah. You're not selling candy. You're selling something that every person have their own individual needs network right. of doctors, financial status. So it's something that has to be very well thought of. So um, why don't we talk a little bit about resources available to women or men out there who are, you know, who need help with Medicare. So the first thing you said, Hannah and Ingrid is the agent. Again, if you have an agent, if your doctor works with one, reach out to them. Um, you know, they're the ones staying abreast of all the knowledge and certifications yeah. and licensing every single year. They know what's happening. They know what's happening in your market and cultivate that relationship with them so they can be in your life as long as you're on Medicare and as long as they're yeah. in business. That's how I am with my clients. You know, they get correspondence from me. If changes are happening, they know to call me and I would help them or people like me. The other, <laughs> the other thing is um, Medicare.gov. Medicare.gov has a wealth of information and, you know, always have that handy. And the other, since, you know, our audience are across the nation, if you're looking to find a good agent, credible, licensed, you know, with good ethics, a very good organization to look at is NAHU National Association of Health Underwriters nahu.org just go on there and try to find an agent and finally if here you're in california and you're looking to talk to someone who's multilingual really tailored uh, established in the industry and has a lot of knowledge you can call avanti medicare options at 818-839-8821 so um any other feedback, any other pointers, ladies, you guys want to bring up about Medicare and specifically this time of the year? So Go ahead. I think uh, one of the most important things also to keep in mind is that the services of these agents are completely free. So the consultation is free. They can meet with you in your house. They can meet with you at a local cafe, whatever makes you comfortable. They can meet through a Zoom call. Um, so because of COVID, of course, whatever makes you comfortable, whatever is easy for you, um, the, the agent will make, the, make those arrangements and um, to do the benefit review, to, to get a full understanding of what's going on uh, with you and what, what, what your needs are, um, make, that, make those arrangements with your agents and uh, get taken care of. But those services are free. Um, That's great. I just wanted to make sure. And Ingrid, you were saying about, um, you wanted to say something about the service. Well, it's like a concierge service. And there are when, very few uh, times when you are actually having a concierge service for yourself. Uh, that is unheard of today. And uh, a Medicare broker slash agent provides that for free. It is, it, 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 it's incredible. It really is amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, you brokers and agents. I mean, it's, it's amazing. We cannot do without you. 
up until December 7th, the, you know, the critical period that we are in right now. Any other comments, Hannah, Ingrid? I can't do it without you. I would be totally lost. So everybody needs a good broker. And I am thrilled to recommend a good broker named Mary to all my <laughs> friends and neighbors. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you, Ingrid. I agree. I, I think that, um, y- you know, just take all the guessing out of the game. Yeah. Save yourself a ton of time. Put your yeah. mind at rest. Uh, find a good broker. I mean, Nairi is certainly one of the best brokers. Yeah. I know I recommended her to Ingrid um, as soon as I knew that Ingrid needed help yeah. and to many of my friends. Um, so um, it, it really, you know, it, it's so helpful. to have It's the only way to go. Things. It's, yeah. it's the only it's way. It's the only go. way to go. Yeah, you because cannot handle you, it alone. If yeah, you, have you, you will never be an expert on Medicare. No, you don't no. have the time. You're no. right. Um, and uh, and why would you want to, quite frankly? Yeah. So, Let the experts handle it. Yeah. That's, the deal. <laughs> That's very talk, true. Talk, if you don't know how to go about it, as Nairi said, to talk to your doctor's office. They mm-hmm. should be working with a broker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and uh, they should tell you who they are working with. And that broker should be able to help you get into the right health plan, not just this year, but yeah. yeah, they should keep an eye on you and be be there for you moving forward. Very true. Good luck. I, thank you, guys. And yes, I think, you know, um, working with the right people, don't be dissuaded and, you know, coerced by these commercials and, no, you know, it's solicitors. Crazy. It's just, yeah. it's insane. Just work with someone who has integrity, who has the yeah. knowledge. And again, the best way to find that person for you is to ask your doctor. Um, and tell your p- friends who are aging into Medicare, you know, yeah. turning 65 to find a good broker. Turn all of your, fr- tell your friends who are Medicare age to do the same thing, to start working with the broker, because you want to make sure that everyone has the right benefits. Not Absolutely. Not and, and also keep in mind, what's the right plan for you Yeah, is not the right plan necessarily Correct. for your wife. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Yeah, Yeah. you would have never known that one does not know that one doesn't know there's a penalty one doesn't know that Medicare uh, uh, premiums get taken out of your social security one doesn't know anything. Let's face it. We need the experts like Mary. That's awesome. Thank you, ladies, for your feedback. I think this is very important, crucial information, especially very timely at this time of the year. Um, thank you everyone for tuning into our podcast. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and all podcast platforms at the Avanti Woman. And again, I'd like to close by saying that knowledge is power. Know your rights, know yeah. your options, work with an independent agent who's done their certifications, their homework, they're, they're studying over 100 hours per year to to, you know, understand the changes that are happening yeah. year per year. And, you know, know your choices and, and be part of that decision making process. Understand what you're getting into. Do not just let someone just enroll you in any plan. Know what plan you're in and know what you're doing. At the end of the day, you are the captain of your ship. You need to know where your ship is headed. So 
Thank you so much. And um, again, we we thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful, blessed day, and we'll we'll see you next time. Thank you, Nairi. Take care. Good night. Thank you, ladies.